Well, welcome back to our audience. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, this is Derek Strauss, and I'm with Mahmoud Yassin. And we are talking about all things data management. Uh, in segment one, we spoke about the data quality and uh, data governance aspects. In segment two, we talked about platforms. And now in segment three, we want to turn our attention to strategy and roadmap and you know the whole aspect of business value and so uh, i want to kick off this segment by just a you know a general kind of question around business value goals uh, that that can be used to drive a data and analytics strategy um, you know uh, mahmoud in, in your experience what have been like maybe the top three business value goals that you've experienced just across the various organizations that you've worked in, where you've seen people really successfully distill, you know, the business value goals that we're going after? Yeah, um, I think um, first, first uh, one would be for related to the customer, right? So we exist because we want to serve a customer. We are either serving or being the customer, right? It really depends. But let's say at the end of the game, what have you done to enhance the customer experience, make it more personal, um, make it more related uh, to him or her, to their um, based on their, let's say, um, past history with you, uh, whether it's uh, banking transactions or bookings or whatever, how or, you know, what, how can you measure that? I think that's really important. And of course, the goal here is to have a, a better, let's say, refined, uh, if you're talking about a search, for example, a proper recommendation that's relevant to the customer. Uh, and those, and it's really hard maybe for people to realize that the effect of data governance or data management in general in the far end of the customer, let's say, journey. But if you really enhance your uh, data storage, uh, making things retrievable faster, uh, applying certain uh, encryption techniques to your data so it is being secured, uh, maybe um, applying on-flight transformations, or if you are, let's say, doing data quality, automated testing, all these stuff at the end, you know, contributes to a better experience because customer would be confident in you. If there's no data leakage, that is a result of a hard work that has been done from a security team, from you know, um, from a CISO department or data management or data governance teams, et cetera, et cetera. So the final and the ultimate goal is to have a customer, a better customer experience, I would say. Um, second goal would be to um, have an informed decision-making. And this is really critical, not just any decision-making because you can, you know, garbage in, garbage out. If you report on poor quality data or ungoverned data that no one knows who, from where it comes, then you are really jeopardizing your business. Uh, we have the term that we call dark data, which is data that sits in your organization that no one owns and no one is aware from where it came and who did it, when, where, and all the W's that you can think of. And that is real thing. It's not, let's say, uh, imaginary data. And I bet that in every organization, you have that type of data. And imagine if you are reporting and doing decisions based on dark data, what the outcome would be. 
And there are tons of examples that, you know, that can prove that if you don't know uh, what you are reporting and the data source and the owners and the stewards and so on, and even the, the terms and definition of the data, then you are leaving your analytics and your decision making to, you know, guessing and guessing with data is not always good, I would say. Yeah. And the third goal will always uh, be for me operational efficiency and cost reduction because data is costly, right? So whether it's an analytics or data, you know, and the operational side and data governance and data management, a lot of tooling, initiatives, platforming, et cetera. So how can you use uh, your data efficiently? How can you use your metadata of your data to calculate or to choose the best solution that fits your organization, not per se the most famous one, uh, because you need to be practical and you need to choose what fits your use case rather than saying, for example, I am using X technology because that is everyone is using it. That's not, you know, proven to be uh, to be the best option. So um, enhance customer experience, operational efficiency, and cost reduction, and definitely informed decision making. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are good ones. You know, uh, what I've always found is, uh, if I turn the clock back, a, you know, a couple of decades, when people were trying to focus on data strategy, often they would they would talk about you know improve our profits by X percentage or whatever. And I've always found that organisations that that took a that kind of generic, high level, non specific uh, kind of approach that. Um, they were never really able to measure it and prove it. Um, and so getting a lot more specific, like, like you mentioned, you know, customer experience, that's different from oh, profitability, um, you know, and, and, you know, specifically helping in decision-making in specific areas. You know, when you, when you take those three broad categories that you mentioned and you unpack them and make them, take them down to a measurable level, you you can actually measure it, whereas if you just say improve pro profitability, you know when you when you yeah. try and measure it, you, you get back to you know very kind of general kind of statements, and you can't really link it to we've done this and spent this and this and this money on the on the data management and analytics side, and therefore we've gained this profitability. People just that you know it, you can't make those connections true and so yeah i really like the approach that that you mentioned and of course we can make it specific right so yeah. what in the customer experience you want to enhance because also it can That's be seen it. as generic but for example i want to have uh, if let's say in in our business i want to have more bookings uh, from that yeah. customer uh, or if I talk about a financial uh, institute or a bank, I want to, let's say, have more mortgages. So from the moment that customers opts in for, uh, like, I'm interested in getting a mortgage, have you managed to give that person the mortgage after whatever, one or two months? And, you know, if the data that you are collecting or you are asking the, the customer about is not accurate or of poor quality, and then you are, you know, um, let's say you neglected the, let's say one of the answers around the income then you are 
totally wasting your time, the agents, efforts, and everything else, and all the processes. And then to realize that, you know, you already know that the customer can pay your mortgage if you give them that money by just, you know, analyzing the data that you have. That can avoid a lot of things at the end. So you can define the KPIs, make them more specific. Yes. And then uh, based on that, you can measure day-to-day -day or, you know, per year or whatever the period, uh, the, the different uh, difference. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really like the approach. I also uh, like the fact that you, you, you know, right at the outset, you, you're talking about data and analytics because you, you're focusing on the decision making side of things as well. So um, that's that's so important to have that holistic view. Now, if we if we take the next kind of step along the strategy journey, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people have you know contemplated what's the best way of doing strategies and roadmaps and and so on and and what should be the scope of a strategy um you know one of the things that always comes to mind for me is i think it was peter drucker that said you know uh culture eats strategy for breakfast you know so you can come up with a great strategy but how do you make sure that it actually gets adopted. The, the, the things that you're trying to do are adopted and, and the changes and the improvements actually are not just fleeting, but they're actually become part of the fabric of the organization going forward. Yeah, I, I really yeah, I think that's the hardest part. So you can have, you know, the most fancy tooling and machinery and everything let's say a brand new car with all what you want but if the driver you know is not responsible or not well educated then you know it can be a challenge and culture indeed eats, uh, eats it uh, yeah for breakfast strategy for breakfast for sure so focusing on the the, the culture i think um what really worked uh, out of my experience is that it's not like the amount of responsibilities and buzzwords that you throw to people, but more or less how you take them through the journey. Because, you know, sometimes we assume that people understand what we understand, but this is not, it's not true. If you talk to a software engineer, they don't care about data governance. They don't care about data. Management. They just need to get things done. That's part of the, of the job. Really rare finding that you see, let's say, a software engineer that cares about data governance and data management and so on. But that's normal. This is how, you know, education has been going on and, you know, we need to get things done regardless of what to, what what means, to, uh, to, what road you take. So I think continuous improvement in learning and showing in that learning the effect, like what we spoke in segment one and two, if you show it to a developer or to an engineer that, for example, if you fail to do this test case, that would cost us this at the end or the customer uh, will have a, a not the proper experience or even my your ceo or your cto will report on the wrong number then they can realize that oh yeah okay oh, i never thought of that so maybe i should build uh, a proper test case and then back to the shift left kind of uh, initiative that we spoke about let's say in the first segment and then that becomes part of the dna and once it becomes of the dna then you may need to do some refreshing now and then thinking of um, know, data cafes or data marketplaces or maybe data academy uh, you really need to have a learning and development team to keep 
data learning and development team to keep, let's say, the ball rolling, uh, improving, maybe inviting external guests. It's really something that you need to continuously improve because that's not something that we are born with. So it's not an ability. It's something that you need to, to get. So again, culture is the key key challenge here, but also it's a great opportunity. If you tackle it, then you have imagine an organization that's data aware, if we can say like that. That's a completely different ballgame, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, a, it's, it's wonderful when you see organizations starting to adopt and you see them, you know, reaping the benefits of that as well. And, and a couple of years later, you come back into the organization and you see that it's still yeah. going. That's it's really cool. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're trying to get, we're all trying to get to for sure. So, hey, I, I think that, you know, in, in uh, segment one, two, and three now, we've, we've given our listeners a really good overall view of uh, some of the key opportunities, some of the, some of the hurdles and how to overcome some of those hurdles as well. So thanks for your insights on that. But as we, as we draw this third segment to a close, if, you, if we could just step back for a moment and just you know, take stock of everything we've discussed and, and maybe end with, uh, with a question, which is, you know, what's the one key takeaway that you'd like to leave with our our, our audience uh, today. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a difficult one, but I think the one that's advice that stands out for me is never compromise the metadata. So metadata is uh, one of those key elements in uh, whether you know it or not. It's a key element in the success of your uh, organization and your architecture because it has great potentials that. Uh, if you know how to use it, it can help you a lot. So there are, let's say, four different types of metadata. Mm -hmm. And if you manage to bring them together, like, for example, business metadata, technical metadata, operational metadata, and social metadata, as defined by Gartner, that is really, really tons of opportunities there. So it can also help you in platform decisioning, in cloud migration, in uh, you know analyzing data lineage, and so on and so forth. To give you a small example, let's say in, in one of my previous companies, what we did is we used the operational metadata of a business intelligence tool in order to know who's using what, where, and why. And by analyzing and getting all this metadata of that business intelligence tools, we realized that we have deployed like 50% of what's deployed is useless because no one is using it, though it is running every day, though it is being stored, it, we pay money for it, and we took a decision to wipe it. And voila, 50% of the reporting is not needed, has been gone by just analyzing one source of operational metadata. And then for the other 50%, we analyze it and we mix it up with different uh, types of metadata, let's say uh, organizational or business metadata, like who is using this report from which department and why. And then you see certain, you know, logical stuff, but also certain weird combinations. If a report is being developed for the CISO organization, why, for example, someone from, you know, uh, the business side is using it, and maybe it's for good reason, but you start thinking differently now. You can also think of, okay, now I have this top five or top 10 dashboard that everyone uses. Can I focus on them and build a proper optimization for them? Those hidden insights 
you will never realize if you don't analyze them. And the key point uh, for it is metadata. And um, I think maybe in a different uh, podcast, we can dedicate it for metadata because it's just a huge potential mm. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great one. That's a great area. And, and I think a lot of misunderstanding on what is metadata and how it yeah. can be used. Um, so yeah, there's yeah. this question is like data and metadata is metadata data and you yeah know, it's right. interesting to, to to talk about it as well one day <laughs> yeah absolutely all right well uh i think you know we've we've uh, even provided a hook for a, maybe another another discussion series uh and uh, let, let's let's see how that one goes but uh, in the meantime, uh, Mahmoud, thank you so much for, for joining us and, and providing some of the insights that you've gained across the various experiences you've had to date. And uh, I, certainly, I, I wish you well in, in um, uh, your endeavors at Booking.com. I'm sure it's going to go from, from good to great there uh, <laughs> with your uh, direction. And uh, uh, so once again, thanks so much for, for, for joining us. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed the discussion and uh, I really look forward to the next one. And thanks for the audience. See you. Bye-bye.